0: The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us that in 10 years, if you look to your left entrepreneurs, you look to your right, your neighbor most likely isn't going to be there, right? Because, you know, most likely there's a 65% chance that they won't be there in 10 years, right? Oh, true. And, and, and they close because they run out of cash. They run out of cash. You know, they, they always say there wasn't enough market, but at the end of the day, they ran out of, of, of cash because they didn't have enough profits in order to continue the business. And mm-hmm. so what happens in profit first is we flip that accounting equation. So instead of revenue minus expenses equals profit, we make it revenue minus profits equals expenses. We take our profit first.
1: Welcome back to the Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita ren excited as always to be with you, but extra excited for so many reasons. Today, season 25, and on my 44th birthday, my 44th birthday, woo! today is officially my birthday. For those of you who have been following the show for five plus years at this point, are used to me doing a post-birthday episode because I don't typically do this. I'm in the middle of self-lovecation at the time that we are releasing this, my six-week self-lovecation that I do every single year to refuel myself and recalibrate and fast and sit with my God and do all the things that I do for juicy goodness to come back more powerful and more awesome. If you can imagine me more awesome than I already am. I do. I promise that it is because of my devout understanding of how important it is to take care of myself to do it. But I decided to do something different because I was blown away at this magical being for so many reasons. One, she is honest. She is vulnerable. She is informational. She is truthful. And she is quite dope, if I must say so myself. Two, I read the book and was literally shaken to my core. If I had met this woman 10 years ago, I can imagine how incredibly different my life, my relationships, and my business would be at this point. And although we've done some miraculous, wonderful, magical things, we had a long, hard, tumultuous road to this point. And where would I have been if I would have met Miss Suzanne Marika, she is so fantastic and magical in all the ways. Let me tell you about her before I bring her to the virtual stage, so to speak. Suzanne is a certified public accountant, certified tax coach, uh, chartered global management accountant, and a certified Profit First professional. Amongst a bunch of the things, she also happens to be an author of Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises, a book that is literally at top of shelf for me right now that I'm sending to every single client. And all of my clients, for those of you who don't know, are seven, eight figure plus power couples. They're all getting this book, whether they read the original one or not, specifically because of the case studies, the stories, the vulnerability, and the pure brilliance that is laid out on every single page. I have to say she doesn't know it yet, but I think I'm kind of fan girl crushing on her right now. Suzanne, welcome to the Balanced Bully Podcast. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you, Nikita, for having me. And by the way, happy birthday. I am so honored to be able to spend a birthday day with you today.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, I am so, so thrilled that you said yes. To you know, everything else that's going on in your schedule, you just dropped this number one bestseller, all these magical things that you're doing both in your business as an accountant, the for-profit company that you own, and the nonprofit work that you're doing with some of the proceeds for your book. I would love for you to share with everyone just a little bit more about what led you to decide to write Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises.
0: You know that's a deep question that that is a really, really deep question um you know there were so many things that that led to me writing this book and you know, I think the big thing was you know you know I, I feel like like you said, you know you're a spiritual person, you know I think God knocks on your door many, many times until like you do the work you're supposed to do in this world yep and um, and for me, you know when I first um got out of college, I got an offer from all the big four accounting firms. So all your top accounting firms. And I chose to go to Arthur Anderson in the Chicago office, which is their flagship office. This is where they Literally, no matter where you're from in the world, if you're from South Africa, New York, wherever, Brazil, we had people from Brazil that was coming to the Chicago office just to train. Like, literally, back then, everybody was trained in this flagship office out in St. Charles. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because when I got my first job, I, I graduated from Buckeye, so go Buckeye, Ohio State University. And um, I moved up to Chicago. And I asked my coworkers as I was looking for apartments, I was like, where should I live? Where, where, where should I live? And, you know, it was interesting because, you know, when I got to the firm, you know, know, they were well-meaning. It was about 2,000 accountants that were there. And they were maybe five of us African-Americans literally in the office, okay, that were accountants. Everybody else was the secretary and the wait staff. And so when I asked my coworkers, I was like, where, where should I live? You know, out of their good nature, they tell me places that they would want to live, right? They're like, you should live in Lincoln Park, for those of you guys are familiar with Chicago or Lakeview. Uh-huh. But whatever you do, avoid the south side, the west side of Chicago. Like, avoid it with a plague. And, you know, and I you know, I just shoved it off. Of course, I took their recommendation. I moved to right in the middle of Diversey Sheridan Chicago, Illinois. And this high rise building where you couldn't see where the, the literally the, the sky began and the lake ended. It was just blue throughout when you looked out the window. And, um, you know, naturally I was curious. So eventually my mom will kill me. Um, I would jump on the bus, right, right at Diversity and Sheridan and I would take this bus all the way downtown to Michigan and Roosevelt. And I would switch buses and I was like, you know, wherever the good Lord takes me, I'm going on an adventure today. I mean, hey, that's what happens when you were 22 years old, right? Yeah, how about you know, I mean, have that? nothing lose. And so I would get on this bus and suddenly it was like going into a whole different, like almost like if I could say sci-fi, you know, like a whole different dimension, like literally. Mm-hmm the neighborhood seemed older. There were more boarded up windows. There were more people like walking around pushing those carts. I think you're getting the, the picture, you know, of, of what I'm saying and yeah. less jobs, right? Less jobs, less economic opportunities, less grocery stores. And, and I said, you know, my mind actually thinks to myself, how do we change this type of world, right? How do we equalize wealth versus saying we avoid this side of town? How do we redistribute wealth? And um, you know, back then it was a corporate job, so I didn't do much about it. And then later on, a few years ago, um, I was beginning to explore writing a book. And um, I went to go visit my aunts. And you're from Philadelphia, Nikita. Saki. Yes. I know you 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 relate to me. So I, my aunts live in Chester, Pennsylvania, and they live mm-hmm. in this this community where the houses are very close together, and there's an mm-hmm. alley right behind it. And, um, I had a rental car and, um, I was going to a convention. So I pulled up in the rental car and my aunt, you know, she's like 70 years old. She runs out to <laughs> to meet me. I'm like, man, lady, you got a whole lot of energy at 70 years old. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I get out of the car and I look and there's this, this utility post right across the street from me behind this alley and it's decorated. It's decorated with like balloons and teddy bears and like, you um. know, candles and, um, and, and Nikita, I see your face now. I know the viewers don't see it, but you know, you are understanding what I'm saying when I'm talking about this area. Um, literally a little boy had been caught up in gang fire and he had been shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And that was the, really the wake up point to me is we have to change this as a community. You know, we can't yeah. keep waiting for the government to change this and save this, we have to create our own jobs and opportunities in the market. That's we right. have to create that. And when we, have healthy businesses and we have healthy companies, right. That are taking profit first. We literally create new possibilities for those around us, right. It's that rising tide lifts all boats. When, when I see my neighbor as a successful entrepreneur and I'm a kid, you know, my best friend's mom is running her own business, you know, and I'm not just watching this on the Cosby show, you know. I have a different perspective for me. And when I have a different perspective for me, I don't just change my own life, right? I change my community and then I change the world around me. And so that's the reason why I wrote this book. And then I said, you know what, let's just take it a step further. Let's take it a step further. And let's say, you know, why don't we just have a world impact too, right? Why don't we have a world impact? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Zimbabwe is very close to me because my husband is from Zimbabwe. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed in Zimbabwe when we went to visit, it was, you know, a lot of kids, you know, they don't get to finish school. Be, and they don't get to finish school. And even though the government pays for college, they don't get to finish school because their parents can't afford the elementary and secondary tuition. Okay. And and what happens a lot in, in these cultures, you have polygamous relationships and mm-hmm. different things. And I'm like, you know, why? what what happens if we send girls to school? Mm-hmm. What happens if we provide scholarships and send girls to school? Um, because you can't tell a doctor that she's got to be the second wife or third wife. You know, what happens if we decide to do that? So then we decided that, you know what, we're going to go ahead and donate a dollar for every book that's sold. Mm -hmm. And we're going to create scholarships. And I'm proud to say that after 30 days of our book being on market, we literally generated 22 scholarships for high school girls.
1: That is incredible. That is so incredible for so many reasons. I, first of all, I felt your story because it was very visual and I'm very familiar with Chester as well. So I could see it. Down to your auntie with all of her, like, don't mess with me, 70-plus-year-old woman energy running out to you to the car, all the way through the impact that you had to feel in your heart when you said something has to change. And I want to be the change that I want to see, right? Um, I don't want to misquote. I feel like that's Dr. Martin Luther King who originally said that quote, be the change that you want to see. But Whoever said it in the world it's a great one and it applies and you are a physical living, breathing representation of that. And now at least a minimum of 22 young women's lives are forever changed so they can create their own ripples and literally create these economies of reach. Cause that's what I heard you saying when you were thinking about you were painting the picture of like the neighbor being an entrepreneur and a a 10 or 12 year old kid looking up and like, wow, entrepreneurship is in reach. I know someone who's in proximity to me that is actually living, breathing and doing this. I can do this too.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, because at the end of the day, when we have healthy businesses, we create jobs and opportunities and, and and vision. So we really start to change the world simply by running healthy companies.
1: A thousand percent. Now, for those of you who are listening to the show right now who may have not read the original um, description of what Profit First Formula is, do you mind taking a moment to just explain that for everyone so they can kind of get, you know, like a three-minute version of what what that is and how they can apply it?
0: Yeah, you know, I I love this. I I love this concept of profit first. It was a game changer for me and my own business. You know, um, you know, I was like many entrepreneurs, right? We start our businesses because we love what we do, right? We love yeah. absolutely love what we do. It and it's our innate talent. It's our gift, and we love what we do so much that most of us, you know, before we started our business, and most of it actually, unfortunately, as we we're running our businesses, we love what we do so much we actually would do it for free. <sighs> And, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and did too many times, too many.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I love counting. I love taxes. And all my friends asking for advice. I like gave them a whole textbook, you know, because mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And when I started my own business, you know, what I was finding was, you know, those, those friends and family would come to me and, and I would give them super discounted prices, right? Or I didn't have enough esteem in my prices. And so I would drop them really low. Yes. And and what happened was literally I found myself working for free, right? I was living the life of what we call entrepreneur poverty right yeah. you're not making enough right because you're constantly either reinvesting in your business because you need a computer right you need to hire somebody or you know the yeah. margins are not tight or are, are not adequate in order to really scale your business and so i was living that life and literally my husband sat me down one day and he's like honey um, you need to get a J-O-B. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't you see me working every day? But no, honey, you need to get a J-O-B that brings in money. Yep, <laughs> That's what yep. he told me. <laughs> and it really wasn't until I found Profit First that I really started to create the business that I want. Yes. And what happens in traditional accounting, and I can talk nerd nerd, nerd out on this because I'm an accountant. You know, we're yes. literally taught this equation, revenue minus expenses equals profit, right? Mm-hmm. That's the traditional accounting equation. That is gap. That is U.S. generally accepted accounting principles. And the problem with that is that that equation teaches us that if you focus on sale, right, sale to anybody, anybody that breathes, it, if they don't want to buy it, discount it, right? right? Discount it, Black Friday, so they can get through the door. Mm-hmm. And then be responsible, right? Because none of us want to have outstanding debt and bad credit, right? That's mm-hmm. a no-no, right? Then naturally we're taught that profits will follow. But reality is, that's not true. That's not true. And statistics tells us every day. In fact, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us that in 10 years, if you look to your left, entrepreneurs, you look to your right, your neighbor most likely isn't going to be there, right? Because, you know, most likely, there's a 65% chance that they won't be there in 10 years, right? Oh, true. And 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 they close because they run out of cash. They run mm-hmm. out of cash. You know, they, they always say there wasn't enough market, but at the end of the day, they ran out of, of, of cash because they didn't have enough profits in order to continue the business. Mm-hmm. And so what happens in profit first is we flip that accounting equation. So instead of revenue minus expenses equals profit, we make it revenue minus profits. Equals expenses. We take our profit first, and we literally do this by creating bank accounts. We call like small plates, right? You know, because our human tendency as people is we're efficient, right? We use everything that's given to me. So you give me a plate full of food, I will clean my plate because I was taught, you know, you clean your plate, you don't waste, right? Same thing with businesses. You know, we have one bank account, and and and. You know, we have free reign to that bank account. We'll suddenly got extra money. Maybe I'll get some extra ad spend this month. Maybe I'll get mm-hmm. some extra computers, you know, or maybe I'll go ahead and make that higher because I think I'm on a different trajectory now. And and the problem is, you know, we are really we we're working for our natural tendency to drain things out. But what happens in Profit First is we create bank accounts, right? We have yes. we create bank accounts what really do our budgeting for us. So we have Basic bank accounts from Profit First, and all of the money is collected into this one income account. And then twice a month on the 10th and 25th, what -hmm. happens then is I allocate money to my other bank accounts based upon my designated purpose. I'm creating intentional profitability. So I'm going to immediately fund my profit account. I'm going to fund my profit account. So I am profitable day one from beginning profit first. So even if I've had a really bad year last year, even if I had a bad day yesterday, today is going to be a different day because I got positive profit, right? Because I'm funding that first. And then I'm going to, on my owner's pay account, right? Because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we are, we are. Backbones of our companies. We are the VIP most valued player of our company. You know, it's not Susie, Tom, Michelle. No, it's you. It's you, 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 Nikita. You are the most value, you are the MVP of your business. (laughs) Yeah. Tomorrow there is no business. Mm -hmm. And so we set up that owner's pay account to make sure that you are compensated. And I'll tell you this: this is one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made in my business was when I started out, you know, I was working for free. And -hmm. I remember one day my back literally went out one day. It just went snap when I sat up to get out of the chair, okay? And I was lying in bed, I was on muscle relaxers, and I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I wish I had money to hire somebody else to finish up these tax returns. But the truth is I can't because I'm not even paying myself. How am I going to pay somebody else? And so by making that owner's pay a habit, right, and making it a part of your process, you will not only be able to pay yourself, but in the event that you have to step out of your business, guess what? You can now hire your replacement. And then the other account that we want to create is our tax account, right? And that tax account is, you know, I I meet too many entrepreneurs at the end of the year, there are afraid of the tax and are like, oh my gosh, Suzanne, how much do I owe? Most of them don't even know how much they made, but most of them are really concerned about how much do they Say owe. Say that twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I am like, you know, what happens if we start allocating to that tax account from the beginning? So as we go along, we're just paying into our tax account. And if we don't use it, we got a green accountant. That's amazing. They'll take that out as a bonus, whatever we don't use. So we're going to have a tax account, which we're saving money for. And then the last account that we're going to have is an operating expense account, which I like to call my OPEX account. Which is really whatever's left over, right, for my business expenses. And I can make decisions out of this. Mm -hmm. Should I go ahead and sign that expensive downtown lease right in downtown, right? Which is going to mean that I'm gonna have less money to pay my employees, right? Or less money to spend on ad spend because I got thousands of dollars in leases. Or do I wanna buy that fancy copy or lease, right? Which Mm -hmm. a lot of people do when you first start a business, or do I wanna go ahead and just get a lower end, you know? three-in-one multifunction copy scanner machine. Right. Okay. And so literally the operating expense account is all that we have. So literally we're creating a small plate effect, fact, meaning that I have less money to spend and operate expenses. So I'm going to make very different intentional decisions. And yeah. in the meanwhile, I created intentional profitability in my business.
1: Mm, 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 mm. I love this for so many reasons. There was Um, In your book, you talk about the similarities with like Dane Ramsey's and, you know, the the five envelopes Um, way back in the day. For those of you who are over 40, you understand the, you know, the coffee cans versus the cereal box versus the mattress, because that was the old (laughs) kind of five envelopes, small plates way of hiding your money for I was raised by my grandmother. So for those of us who have that uh, wisdom of the elders, like to keep things separate. But this allows you to take advantage of digital sites without putting yourself in a box of overspend, which happens a lot because there are uh, coaches, advisors, consultants that are phenomenal at what they do, but they are teaching the opposite. They're teaching, you know, put the money into your business, hire the team, hire the staff, you know, spread it out so that you have more uh, task managers, so to speak, to do it, and then you'll get the profit later. What COVID-19, the unsolicited disruptive gift that it was, did for me is it made me really look at, well, how much time do you really have? You know, I'm 44 today, you know, at the the day that we're releasing this. And, you know, as much as I want to think that I have another 100 years to go, I know that I'm probably closer to death than I am to birth, right? Like in terms of the date that I was born. So you spreading yourself out with hiring a bunch of people, which also comes with, depending on whether or not you guys have an accountant, for those of you who are listening to this, depending on how you're paying 1099 W-2s, all the things, if you're, your workers live in Canada, like there's so many different differences to consider, but there's also additional fees to consider when you do that, that are not just the, oh, I'm paying this person $25 an hour. It's not that simple. So once you get into that, as well as the software now that you need to maintain those staff, even the the programs like Canva and uh, Active Campaign and all that, when you add on multi users to that, you have to increase those those packages. So a lot of your other fees go up for your OPEX account that you're talking about, your um, operating expense account. For those of you who are just joining or tuning in, that you weren't considering when you thought about hiring that additional person. And that's more money that takes away from your owner's pay account if you are, in fact, trying to pay yourself so you can enjoy the life that you have today and not just bank on, well, two years from now, I'll be able to breathe. You might suffocate between now and two years from now. And I don't mean that necessarily physically but just emotionally and mentally. So it does take, for the theme of this season 25 that we're in, a bold mindset for you to do something different than what you've been doing so you're not caught in the cycle of insanity, which we know is the definition of doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So what I took from your book, in addition to all of the like juicy case studies and stories and the vulnerability and strength that you've shown by sharing your personal journey, with entrepreneurship, not just the juicy good parts, but also the low valleys that were in there, which I really related to and I appreciate it, your honesty and that it made me respect you on just a whole nother level, quite honestly. Um, in addition to all of that, it really made me think like, ooh, even though our company is so much better than where it was 10 years ago when we were like, um, how are we gonna keep the water bill running, you know, on <laughs> like how are we gonna maintain that and pay the employees? Because we had got caught in that old. Definition of revenue minus expenses equals equals profit. Um, listening to your story, both Audible, hello, it's on Audible too, um, as well as reading the paperback version of it really made me rethink, as well as we're doing now, how we could do it better. How we can really set up the legacy of the company by making sure, like I take a six-week self self-location every single year for the last almost seven years now. But this year, I also have to take out extra time for a healing vacation because I have an unexpected surgery that's coming up that's gonna take me out another six to eight weeks and making sure that my clients can still be served and receive everything they need and me not stress about, oh no, because Nikita does everything in the business. Like you said, I'm the MVP of it and making sure that if I need to call in some support from my subject matter experts and my power partners that are in my circle of reciprocal influence that I've created over time that I can pay them for their service to do it because I was paying myself versus saying, I don't know, girl, I just need you to cover me and I'll cover, you know, the old school barter, you do it for me, I'll do it for you, which still has its place. Don't get me wrong for anyone who's in a different space in their business. There's no judgment here for that. If that works for you, that's great. But you do want to have the option of saying, oh, you know what? I have, I'm just making up a random number, $10,000 in my owner's pay account. I can at least go out $2,000 to bring in some support to cover some of those group coaching sessions or those individual sessions or whatever it is that you're doing in your type of business. So to uh, your point, I really hear you loud and clearly when you're saying do something different and really think about what you need to help you live your best life now as well as going forward and not stacking the chips against yourself with this hopium that one day someday will come because it may not.
0: And I love that word hopium. That's I think that's a great word to 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 coin for you to keep
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I read it in a, I'm I'm a nerd too like you so I probably read it in a book. I can't take credit. But yeah, hopium. It's it's that drug, right? Like, of just wanting to hope so bad that you get addicted to hoping, but not necessarily being and doing whatever you're supposed to to make the impactful ripples that you were discussing earlier. So, I really appreciate it. Your book is phenomenal Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. For those of you who are listening, go like literally bookmark this section right now, pull up your Amazon and order it for so many reasons, including changing the way that you're doing things right now so you can get a better result.
0: Oh yeah, I definitely love it. And, and, you know, and the other thing too is, you know, a lot of my clients or people will come to me and they're always thinking that they have an expense problem, right? Mm -hmm. They believe that, you know, they have gone through their budget. They have cut as much as they can. And, and sometimes it's also realizing how you're positioning yourself too, right? Um, You know, is your pricing even as, adequate, right? Are there enough margins in place to really be able to really be able to scale your business? Or is to say, you know, one of the things I talk about is this, you know, if you have negative margins and you just add on more negative margins, it just equals more negative margins, right? You can't make a negative positive no matter how hard you try. And so it's important to really define, you know, what are your goals? Where do you want to end up in your business? Where do you you know what is that target revenue like? Retirement is right around the corner, and that's important to you. How much do you need to retire? How many years do you have to work? And what revenue needs to happen for you to actually achieve that becomes really important, also.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. One of the things that you talk about too is using some of the um, the income that not for your income accounts. But I think if there's a a little bit of overflow for taxes that you didn't need or even in your profit account to potentially pay down some debt, because I know that that's a big thing that comes up for people like they from a a mental perspective, a mindset perspective, they have a hard time thinking about receiving profit when they're still debt. And this gets into the, the topic that I talk about all the time about selfish behavior. I teach people to be more intentionally selfish, not in an egotistical way, but to fuel yourself up. Take care of your health. Make sure your emotional, your mental health, your financial, your relational. Well-being is secure before you start doling out the energy that you don't have because you're doling from a space of resentment, even though you're saying I'm doing it because, you know, my aunt needs me. My mom, you know, says she needs me to come over five times today because of X, Y, Z reason, because so and so was an elder, because this cousin wants to talk to me every two hours because she's going through a tough breakup. You know, you're convincing yourself that all these things need to happen at your expense because you don't have the energy emotionally, mentally, physically, and potentially financially that you need for yourself so you can show up fully for other people. And for me, Profit First was very similar. It was a reverse version of that, looking at like, you know what? You may still have some educational debt from your youngest being in college right now. You may have some medical debt that keeps continuing because you get older and they keep wanting to stick you with new needles and give you, you know, new scans that are $10,000 a pop, right? Like that may be something that is going on. That doesn't mean that you still can't focus on the profit that will allow you to pay your bills, help your family, create some experiences, whatever that looks like for you, whether that's a, a four-day weekend vacation, staycation that's beautiful, or you get to order a meal once a week and just relieve yourself from having to cook in the kitchen, whatever that looks like for you. like That, that thing that you're doing to give yourself that space to create your personal, intimate gift of joy. For me, that's what being intentionally selfish is, not the old school definition of being self-absorbed or not caring about other people. It's really the same as putting your profit as in your personal self-care and self-love first so you can do the greater work, like build schools and create scholarships and, and do all the other things. I really appreciated um, you talking about that. But I know specifically, like when I was sharing with some of the people at my circle, they were like, oh, but I have all this other debt that has to be paid. I'm like, actually, if you read the book, she talks about exactly what to do with, you know, paying down your debt while also still simultaneously creating profit. Is that something that's coming up for a lot of your, your clients and the people who are coming into your ecosystem as well, like their fear of pr- getting profit when they still have some debt.
0: Yeah, i, I absolutely ab- ab- absolutely and I, and I and I'm sorry about that. Um this this, this rang but um <laughs> I, I, absolutely you know and, and one of the hard things about um about debt is you know it does loom over you right it's 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 a it's something that just just haunts your psychology, right? It, yeah. And at the end of the day it sort it short tells your growth. And the great thing about Profit First is that it is set up to help you pay down debt. Um, you know, what happens in Profit First is that each quarter you take a profit distribution and literally half of what you've accumulated will go in towards your 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 vault account, so you're building that retaining, so that as you grow and scale, you don't need to rely on debt. And then the other half that's accumulating your profit account. You know, if you're debt free, that's your that's your mad money, that's your celebration. You know, but if you have debt, then that other half goes towards the payoff of your smallest debt, and you continue to pay down the smallest debt until you eradicate the entire debt amount.
1: Now, I love that so much. I have to ask you with everything that you're doing between being a best-selling author and, you know, growing your companies, including your accounting firm, the nonprofit work that you're doing, being a very dedicated family woman and everything else, including, you know, being in a space where you also continue your own personal and professional development as well, which you include in your you know, your profit first kind of accounts, making sure you have financial bandwidth to continue to to pour into yourself and be a student of greatness um, consistently. How are you still making room to give yourself permission to pause?
0: You know, I think that one of the things that I was really lucky to learn early on in my journey of entrepreneurship, especially when my back went out, was that, you know, our minds are actually stronger than our bodies sometimes, you know, and like, you know, and if you don't take time to take care of yourself, you know, it's like that use it or lose it, you know, as we get older, we become more like the 10 man, right? And if we don't keep moving those parts, they, they literally go away, right? That ability to move them and use them starts to to, to disappear. Yep. And, you know, and if if you spend your life at your company, right, and you spend your life working, then at the end of the day, and you don't take care of yourself, you lose those abilities, right? You're literally, I always tell people, my body walked out on me that dead year, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I still need you, but my body was gone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's important to really be able to, to take that time out. You know, for me, you know, I have a Sunday ritual, you know, every Sunday after church, you'll find me getting a pedicure, you know, that always happens every single week. Um, You know, that's, that's, that's just the ritual. And then the other thing is just that time out in the morning, right? Just to sit down and go, you know, what does wedding look like today? What does wanting look like today? And what would it, what needs to happen today? What needs to be accomplished? What needs to be checked off? They go, you know what? Today was a great day. Because if you're not intentional, even about the daily things, right? The the one step at a time, then literally what happens is life starts to control you and you become a whim of everyone else's needs and expectations.
1: Come on, preach. Yes, 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 yes. I'm trying not to shake my maracas. All my clients know that I shake them every time I want to celebrate something. But the editor hashtag my husband does not like that in the background. The sound is very loud. So (laughs) I'm like virtually shaking them for you right now. So how can people find out more information about you and the great work that you're doing?
0: Um, so, Nikita, the best way to reach me, one is if they're interested in the book, Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises, want to implement that in their business, um, you can actually order that through Amazon. Or you can go to um, Profit First for Minority Business Owners dot com in order to get that um, and, and, and read that book that way. The other way is we do have a Facebook group where we literally teach the ins and outs of Profit First and how to implement that in your business.
1: Mm, I love it so much. You are absolutely one of my new favorite people, Suzanne. I'm so grateful that you made room and space for this in the middle of a very phenomenal week, by the way, because I know that this actual week that we're recording, you are beasting out in business right now. And you are doing what so many other ambitious women in business who listen to this show are. You've created space to do more of what you want for yourself, including showing up To conversations like this, where you get to pour out to other business owners, entrepreneurs, and even high level executives that are listening to this really trying to make sure they don't make the mistakes that they're afraid of as they consider leaving potentially leaving corporate and stepping into entrepreneurship, Um, helping them to avoid those mistakes right off the bat is beautiful and brilliant and I thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Nikita. And thank you for having me on your show and, and happy birthday.
1: Woo-hoo, thank you. <laughs> Balance Bully listeners. I know I said that I was not gonna leave this year without delivering every single element of what I promised, which was to bring you nothing but the best this year. I wanted to bring you people that were willing to be really honest, to give you behind the scenes curtain insight into what they're doing in their work, their life, and even in their love, depending on where that conversation gets juicy and where it flows. And I am patting myself on the back right now, because. I've hit every single angle of that and I did it just in time for my 44th. So thank you for celebrating with me today, sharing this moment on my birthday by listening to the show. Please, as always, make sure you don't get stingy. I do want you to be intentionally selfish, but I do not want you to be stingy. Make sure that you share this episode with anyone who is in your sphere, whether they are a current entrepreneur, an OG in the space, or brand new and aspiring and are thinking about how they can create a business and a life that they, can absolutely love and not need a vacation from, but they're just a little worried about doing it the right way. I think this episode answers all of their questions. And of course, if they get the book, they will get even more clarity for that. So thank you again for tuning in. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next actually it won't be next week i'll see you in a few weeks because i'll be on self-location time so i'll see you for a little selfish september episode love and to give you some more of all of the things that you should be doing to create that space so you can create more joy talk to you soon